Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was the afternoon of the day following Lisa Fenner's return from the hospital. Paul Cromwell had driven Lisa back to his house at Malibu Beach the day before, while Kit Mead, Mrs. Kingsley, and Lisa's baby son had been taken to Kit's house a few doors away. This had been a strange day for Lisa. In the hospital, there'd been the activity of the daily routine, which had helped break the monotony, so that Lisa had less time to review the past, to go over and over the events of the last months in her mind. But today, lying in the room Paul and Max had prepared for her, Lisa had been alone most of the time, thinking. Paul had come in a little while ago. It stayed for a short time and then had left for the other house, Kit's house, to see that everything there was going smoothly. Lisa had tried to absorb herself in the new novel Paul had brought her, had skimmed through several magazines. But it was impossible for her to concentrate. At last, she rose and slipped on her dressing gown, walked slowly to the window. From where she stood, Lisa could see the corner of Kit Mead's house and the window of the room she had occupied while she lived there. As she watched, Mrs. Kingsley's form appeared. The housekeeper flung open the window and Lisa could see the ocean wind catch the curtains, billowing them into the room. Mrs. Kingsley must be there to take care of the baby. In the hospital, they used to feed the babies about now. I wonder why she opened the window so wide. The breeze from the ocean is quite chilly. I hope the baby's covered up. Would be so easy for a tiny baby to catch cold. Can't be too careful. I wonder how much experience Mrs. Kingsley's had. Well, of course, she's very efficient, but... But it's different taking care of someone else's baby. No one ever cares as much as a real... A real mother. My baby will never have a real mother. Oh, I hope I haven't made a terrible mistake. I hope I haven't been unfair to the baby. When I talked to Paul yesterday on the way home, it, it seemed all right. Kit wanted the baby so much, and if it hadn't been for me, she wouldn't have lost her own baby. 
Bishop says her husband will love having a child. Will have a good home as it should have, a normal home. I would have been alone. Still, I... I feel as if I've done something wrong. I can't feel this way. I... Come in. Oh, hello, Max. Mrs. Fenwire brought you some orange juice. Why, Max, that was nice of you. Uh, I'll put it down here on the table. Thank you. How are you feeling, Mrs. Fenham? Oh, quite well, thank you. Excuse me, but uh, ought you to be standing there with the window open? The breeze is rather cold today. Had you noticed it, too? Uh, perhaps I'd better close the window. Oh, no. No, thank you, Max. I'll... Well, I'll leave it open for a while. Till I see what Mrs. Kingsley... Uh, pardon me, Mrs. Fenner? What did you say about Mrs. Kingsley? Oh, oh nothing. I, I was just thinking out loud. Why, oh, uh, I saw Mrs. Kingsley for a minute this morning. Who did you, Max? How... What did she have to say? Well, she... She said she's been quite busy. Yes, I, I'm sure she has. She, uh, wanted me to get something for her at the drugstore. She did, Max. But nothing's wrong, is it? I, I mean... Oh, no, no, Mrs. Fenner. Uh, at least she didn't say. It was some sort of, uh, of baby oil, I believe. Oh... I wouldn't worry about anything, Mrs. Fenner. Mrs. Kingsley sounded quite cheerful. She said, uh... Excuse me, Mrs. Fenner, perhaps you'd rather I didn't talk about it. Oh, no, no, Max, please do. Go right ahead. Well, Mrs. Fenner, Mrs. Kingsley said, The baby is beautiful. One of the loveliest she's seen. <sighs> Did she, Max? Did she say anything else? Well, we talked quite a while. She, uh, she thinks the baby's hair is going to be curly, and, um, let's see. She said that, uh, it has very long eyelashes, and, uh, you know the way women go on when they get started about babies. There's nothing like a baby to bring out a maternal... Forgive me, Mrs. Fenner. I'm afraid I'm very stupid today. It's all right, Max. Lisa had lapsed into silence then. And Max, with an uncomfortable feeling that the whole conversation had been a blunder, silently left the room. As he closed the door quietly, he saw Lisa still standing at the open window, looking toward the other house, where at the same moment in the room upstairs, Mrs. Kingsley was arranging the blanket which hung over the back of the baby's bassinet to keep off the breeze which blew in from the ocean. There, now you've had a good dinner. You'd better go to sleep. Why, he's dropped off already. Nothing in the world so peaceful looking as a sleeping baby. Too bad his mother can't see him now. It's all so strange, so hard to understand. I was sure Miss Fenner must be ill, even though Miss Mead said... <laughs> can't always tell from what she says. Max said Miss Fenner's all right, but nothing's wrong. Then why? Why would she be standing at the other house not seeing her child? When I think how she used to talk about it while she was waiting, how she planned for it, I wonder what the reason is. Been so upset since Miss Mead's accident. Seemed to take it so to heart. 
Remember how she cried the next morning? Said it was her fault. Of course, it's easy for a woman to become upset at a time like this, but... But even so... I don't understand it. Miss Lee acts as though this baby's her child. Yesterday, on the way back from the hospital, the way she looked when she took the baby out of my arms, the way she held him. There's something wrong about this whole thing. I wish I knew. I wish I could help Miss Fenner some way. She's in trouble. I'm sure of it. And downstairs, Kit Mead had just entered the living room after a discouraging day in town. She'd gone from one lawyer's office to the next, trying to find a loophole, trying to find a way which would make it possible for her to adopt Lisa Fenner's baby legally, without the knowledge of her husband, Bill Mead, without the necessity for Bill signing the adoption papers, and without Lance Fenner's knowing about the child which had just been born to his estranged wife. Kit had found Paul Cromwell waiting for her when she arrived. It seemed rather cold at first, a bit upset and worried. But Kit hadn't paid any attention to him until finally he said, The fact is, Kit, when I was talking to Lisa yesterday, I had a bit of a shock. A shock? In what way? From something Lisa said about you and Bill. And just what did Lisa tell you? Lisa seemed to think your chief reason for wanting her baby was to patch up your marriage to me. Uh, Lisa told you that? Yes. She said you told her how important it was to you. How much Bill wanted a child. That you're sure it would make a success of your marriage. It frankly quite floored me. Why did you lie to me, Kit? Lie to you, Paul? So, this is what you've been leading up to. Sometimes, Paul, I think you're unbelievably naive... Or just plain muddle-headed. I don't see why you say that, Kit. Look at it from my standpoint. We've had plans. We've discussed a future together. Granted. Then, along comes Lisa with a story about your great love for me. How all you want is to be reunited with him. You and Bill. And Lisa's baby. Oh, what a lot of faith you have in me, Paul. Lisa babbles some incoherent story and... You're immediately plunged into gloom, full of doubts. You haven't answered my question, Kit. Was Lisa telling the truth? Are you planning to go back to Bill? Restore your marriage? Kit, I want an answer. I want a truthful one. For a moment, Kit felt trapped. This was not the Paul Cromwell she was accustomed to. The Paul she'd managed to outwit so far with her quick feminine changes of mood, her sudden rages, followed by a softness which held so many implications. No, this was a Paul she'd never seen before. A man who demanded a straight explanation, an honest answer. 